Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Yo, yo, Yizzy, yo. What's good? It's Emily back for the 25th episode of Believe in K-Pop on the Believe Sports Podcast Network. Welcome back. Thanks for coming back. And uh, this is a longer episode, so I split it up into two. So the second part will be coming out um, next week um, because it was like <laughs> I told my guests, I told all my guests, like it's going to be a 45-minute interview. This one turned into a one-hour and 45-minute interview. Um, and I even cut some stuff down. So it was pretty long, so I decided to cut it into two. So part one is this one, and the part two will come out next week. Um, I'll tell you more about the guests after this little segment right here. I uh, just want to let you guys know that um, I did post um, it's not like I'm not starting a YouTube channel per se. I do post my stuff, like my reels and everything. Um, on YouTube as well as just like work related stuff but I decided to post something like creatively I guess you could say and uh, what I did was I asked um, fans uh, specifically ARMY and STAY um, if they could ask BTS slash or Stray Kids any question in the world what would it be I asked it on Twitter and I asked it on Reddit and I took those answers and compiled it and then posted uh, the two separate videos um, with the questions that I thought would be interesting to ask um, but also with a little bit of context behind why it would you know, it should be asked and maybe a couple questions that I would want to ask. So it's not like your typical, like it, it's more fan in depth questions. And I'm trying to just show that fans um, have great questions beyond just who's your favorite actor in the U.S. Um, that's what I'm trying to show. And I know, like I said before, sometimes it's not the host or the medium's fault for asking those questions. But um, just want to show everybody that fans can ask these questions legitimately. And you know what, if you want me to ask Stray Kids or BTS these questions, I'm happy to oblige. Don't you worry. <laughs> anyway, so I posted that also for Stray Kids. I, um, I'm supposed to be hosting a radio show on this medium called What the K-Pop. Um, it's What the K-Pop Radio um, next Monday. And uh, I have a lineup and explanations for the song choices that I have um, kind of following their discography, maybe not all in order, but in terms of like range of themes with their lyrics. Um, so and in the Stray Kids, what would I ask Stray Kids video? Um, I put at the end, like, you know, breaking down those lyrics and how they relate and, you know, kind of questioning those kinds of things. So I hope you guys enjoy that. Um, please check it out. And if you have any thoughts on, um, I guess on that, you know, if you want me to ask, you know, Mama or like, what would you ask Mama Moo if you could? What would you ask twice? What would you ask Wuju Sanyo? I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Or WJSN, aka Cosmic Girls, um, or Girls in the Park, GWSN. Um, either one, you can let me know. Um, I, I, I've been enjoying kind of delving into other groups. Obviously, like I said, I've I had like an icon Stray Kids kind of binge still on Stray Kids a little bit, but, uh, I've been watching this variety show called happy together and they pretty much get it's these three very funny hosts. I guess it would be five, but there's three main hosts. Um, and they ask like the funniest questions, but they ask questions that you really want to know the answers to that you wish you could know the answers to. And you see how they can, you know, these idols and actors kind of avoid the questions some way, but also they'll address it too. So I really like the formatting of that. Um, and it's been on for quite a while, but I watched like big bangs, like uh happy together episode. And that was their first variety show since like in like seven years when they were on it, I think it was 2015 or 2016. Um, and then also I watched one where twice as sauna was on it. Um, the Chinese member from WJSN was on it and, uh, Sorn from CLC was on it. Henry formerly of, uh, Super Junior M. I guess I learned that people didn't really consider him to be part of Super Junior because he was treated unfairly. Um, and then also there was one with uh, Chen, Suho, and Chanyol of EXO, and then these three actors. So it was it was 
it was a very it's a very funny show and um hopefully one day i can get some to do something like that um and i wish that we could have something like that in the u.s where you have like a round table of people from different areas um and they like interact i think like um graham norton kind of does that with uh his show in england so in a round table that kind of does exist in the u.s that has that kind of going on is uh uninterrupted which is lebron james um like sports media company that tells like the background of athlete stories like things you don't normally know in long form sort of video form too um he has a show on hbo um called the shop and it's actually funny drake just bought um partner uh, bought part ownership in uninterrupted to spotlight canadian athletes viewpoints of things um and so drake has been on the shop jimmy kimmel has been on it a number of comedians Nas, um lena lena oh lord lena Oh gosh, I know I know her name, Lena. She's from Master of None, Aziz Ansari. You know who I'm talking about. She's a great actor. Um, she was also in that movie. I'm just gonna stop. You know who I'm talking about. Um, and then also, you know, Chris Bosh has been on it. Um, LeBron's kind of right hand man. You know, he's kind of risen to his own thing in his own way. Maverick Carter, he kind of pretty much runs Uninterrupted. I have a couple friends there, so shout out to the friends if you're listening to Uninterrupted or that are from Uninterrupted. If you're listening to this, but um, that's kind of what they do there. You know, one day, if I get to do that, your girl's set. Anyway, so um, I really liked watching that. And, um, yeah, I also figured out that maybe Arirang is, like, a thing to think about, you know, when I go to Korea. But there's my long rant, Lord. Uh, today I have on a friend of mine, um, Terry, a.k.a. Briss Life. You know him on YouTube. Um, he is the top, one of the top YouTubers in the K-pop realm. And uh, he does a lot of hilarious reactions. If you have not checked him out, please go do so. Um, and we cover a lot of different things. We cover the fact that he is one of the oh, very few K- black K-pop YouTubers. We talk about him being able to interview the likes of a and being recognized by Korean media and being put on Mama, which was insane. I was like, I was low-key like, dang, bro, I'm jealous. <laughs> I'm so jealous. What? And um, we also talk about, you know, why he likes K-pop, why he feels like K-pop chose him. We also talk about the reason why I love the way he reacts. So um, I hope you guys really enjoy this episode. Please leave any DMs and enjoy. Here is Bris Life. All right, what's good, people? We're back for the 25th episode of the Believe in K-Pop podcast, and I have another exciting guest. As usual, I'm always excited about my guest. Um, And today, this is a guest that I've been watching ever since I got into K-Pop, which was like, uh, yeah, yeah, it was. Um, (laughs) Let me introduce you. I know, I'm like, I always have these little intros, and then I don't even introduce guests. Anyway, so um, today we have Terry, a.k.a. Briss Life. on the podcast thank you so much for coming on thank you thank you yeah um it's kind of weird because like i said i've been watching you since i got into k-pop and i never imagined that i would like not that i would know you but it's like i just never it just never crossed my mind and now i'm like dang like i'm sitting here interviewing like this is sick no No, it's not that i remember i think the first time i seen you wasn't in las vegas it was yes yeah. well so the thing is this i'd seen you prior um i really? i met you me? what? no no what? <laughs> no. no 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 i was not stalking you i like i said i've been watching you so i was like oh like i, I okay so it was 20 it was a 2018 so it technically was vegas but I, you uh-huh. certainly did not remember me um it was 2018 bmas and i was like uh i was actually i i was in a chat with like desi um and he was like, Oh, like I'm going to go meet Briss. And I was like, Oh, or he was like, he said, Terry. Um, and I was like, Oh, you're going to go meet him. And I was like, he was like, yeah, like we're going to meet for the first time. And then I was like, okay. Like, and I just right. met Desi and then like time passed and I was Wait, in the, Desi? Uh, so I honestly don't remember oh. how we met. Um, okay. we definitely were in this like BBMA's army group chat. And then, oh, okay. um, I don't remember how we met outside of the, the venue, but we did. I uh-huh. like don't I'm literally I can't even remember it, but I do remember meeting him and him saying like, oh, I'm going to go meet Briss. And uh-huh. so um, but when I got inside the arena, like I like saw you and I was like, oh, wait, that's him. And then uh, we were sitting in the same. This is so weird. <laughs> we were sitting in the <laughs> same section. And um, and I remember like I was leaving to go somewhere. I was coming down and I was like, yo, Briss. And you were like, yo, what's up? And then uh, that was that. <laughs> yeah, like, that was, I, was, I mean, because I was like, <laughs> I was like, uh, because you know, nobody, uh, I don't think anybody introduced us, right? 
No, no. Well, then, yeah, because then in 2019, this year, it was uh-huh. kind of like we were like walking next street. It was kind of like, yeah, no one introduced us. It was kind of like, oh, well, not really. Yeah, we were already with like the other like YouTubers, sort of. Uh-huh. And then, right, like we were in the same like vicinity, yeah. like area. Yeah. And By the then, way, um, yeah, go ahead. I remember saying something. I remember like some, one of the first things we said, or I said, was just like, I don't know, it was something about. And I said something, and you were telling me, well, you was like, well, it'll be something we were doing in Cali. Was it the... The fan meet. The fan meet. Yeah. yeah. You was like, yeah. oh, yeah, meet that. I was like, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> I think we were talking about, like, the show or something like that. I was like, oh, yeah, like, oh, I introduced, I was like, oh, by the way, I'm Emily. Like, I'm going to be, like, I know you're coming to the fan meet, like, and I'll I'll be there um, kind of thing. But, okay, so, uh, like I said, like, I started watching your channel, um when I got into BTS, um, really when I got into K-pop slash BTS. And um, the, obviously the first thing that come, that I think it was like the reason I I related to you and I didn't watch any of your other stuff other than BTS stuff because that's what I was initially into was mm-hmm. like, like whenever you like freak out about a song or when you like get super hype, I get hype, but I'm like, and so now oh, really? I've watched enough of your videos. I'm like, I've watched, I went through like your, pretty much your whole channel, uh-huh. and I'm like, I know he's about to freak out because of this. I know he's about to get lit because <laughs> of this dance. I'm telling you, like, I know. Is it like, do you watch a music video and then you and like, have you ever watched a music video, right? And then or whatever, uh-huh. and then thought like, oh, this part I think he's gonna freak out on, and then you watch the video and find out if I did. Is that how it goes? Um, when Cat and Dog by TXT came out, I uh-huh. was like, oh lord, like I gotta go oh, watch this. Okay. And, and I loved how you reacted. Well, I guess there wasn't uh-huh. a music video out, or didn't know there was gonna be a music video, but like uh-huh. you reacted to just like the sat, like the song, and you were like, yo, Brisk Gang, like you guys have been telling me to listen to the song. I don't know why, oh, but yeah, when they're yeah. like, let's play forever, I was like. I know he's gonna freak out. Yeah, point. yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy too because it's like some people. I remember people were like, I don't know, like if they could tell, like if it was, um, you know, if I was just doing that for a big reactions or anything. But like, if you like know me in my everyday life, mm. and like, say we go to like the movies or we go to like anything, I'm like that in the movie theater. Like, catch me at like, the movie. Yeah, I'm that black guy who's like, you know, don't go in there, don't no. go. In. You know, I'm that, I'm that black person. So, oh yeah, you, dang, you I can't go, go to a movie with movie, you. But, I can't. Yeah. Like, <laughs> That's a real. That's a real thing I go through. Some people are like, you know what? All right, oh. it's, it's fun. Like I like, I like the energy of you know, like K-pop. It's right. like when I got into it, it was a new thing for me. So mm. you know, I've always been a fan of music mm-hmm. like hip hop and R and B and and um, I even like alternative rock and things right. like that. Right. Um, I've always been a fan of it, but it's just because K-pop. I grew up with that. So since mm-hmm. since I'm, it's just. It's new to me now. Mm-hmm. It's like I can be an actual true out of fish out of water term. Yeah, I'm oh, like yeah, that. Like, yeah, I just you just taking just everything around. In. Like, yeah, like what world is this right here? So I could actually be like a different kind of fan than I than I'm uh, usually with other types of music. So that's so, why I get super excited for it. Right. And so how, like you said, like you're kind of like a fish out of water. You're, we had this conversation one of the first times we hung out and you were like, um, you know, sometimes because, you know, being new, it's, it's, I feel like in K-pop, it's like a badge of honor to say you've been a fan for more than the last two years. Um, yeah. And, you mm-hmm. know, you're like, you honestly just embrace knowing that you don't know everything. But mm-hmm. in doing that, like you said, like you're a fish out of water, so you're still learning. But how did you know that like, k-pop was like something that you were like oh dang like not only can i be successful in this but i for some like somehow some odd way like this thing chose me and i love it yeah and it's funny you say that because i do feel like it chose me like um because before my uh before that my channel was a little different i was in like gaming Mm -hmm. and things like that right um movies like i have movie reactions on there and i used to get super hyped for like dc and stuff like that but um as far as me knowing it was uh, that's like it's kind of a hard thing i do remember though i was very i was getting tired of hip-hop i'm just like really yeah like i was just like ah i don't know about this right and like some of my favorite artists are um you know, like Usher, mm-hmm. Chris Brown. I still think Chris Brown is like the modern day Michael Jackson for me anyway. Mm. Um, so he's like one of my favorite artists. Um, so when I seen the BTS video, like all I can think about was like, like 
he, this is like some Chris Brown stuff, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, because so, I'm not used to seeing, and when I mean I was tired of hip hop, I was tired of hip hop music videos. There we go. Okay. Because music videos are very like, you'll see it's like slow-mo shots. It's like them in the hood or them in their car with their girlfriends and stuff like that. And it's like every video was out coming out like that. Um, the only time I would see like unique videos would be like from Bruno Mars or something mm-hmm. like that, where I'm like, oh, okay. Artistic I'm direction. Really, you know, Right, exactly. Like, there's an actual concept. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a concept here, and I'm loving it. You know, it's like a it's stage building. Yeah. Like, it's um. I don't know if you ever used to see like those old like Michael Jackson set. Like, you know, like um. Do you remember the time? Like, it was a whole set there. Right, a right. Whole choreo. Mm-hmm. It was everything. You know, I haven't seen that in a music video in a long time. So it's actually the music video that BTS did for DNA that right. actually made me like K-pop. Because I'm like, oh, K-pop, they do this every video. Right. Um, so those are the two elements. The concept they have in the movie, the I mean, the videos, and then it was something like Chris Brown dancing all the time. So that was like one of my things. Like, oh, these are like some, you know, these Asian dudes are like, look <laughs> like Chris Brown. And, and that's kind of what got me into it, that I was like, you know what, let me stick around and stay. Right. And I mean, I kind of it can kind of, your musical interest prior to K-pop, considering what you react to now or react strongly to, Mm-hmm. It like shows through. Like I remember, uh, I was watching your hunt, the Honey by Lay um, music yeah. video, and you were just like, you were. He was doing like a little like vibe, and like it was just a yeah. whole thing. You were like, oh my gosh, like he is. Yeah. He's picking up things that like you were like he's picking up things as if he were from like Inglewood or like Long yeah. Beach, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing with that is because like I, I guess for if you grew grew up with K-pop and not necessarily hip hop R and B for you it's like um, not you specifically I mean mm-hmm. I'm just saying mm-hmm. general person mm-hmm. um, I'm I'm thinking I assume I should say I assume for them it's just like oh my god that's a cool dance move you know that's a cool hairstyle right. that's a cool I like the way they dress I like the way they dance I like the I like the swag mm-hmm. you know what I mean and they and they just feel it you know but for me I'm just like. I can I know exactly where that's from right. when it came out what year who's who you know who did it first you know what I mean because those are definitely elements that are from hip hop and R&B like um when I and I and I didn't notice I didn't really know until I dug deeper into it that like you know K-pop is you know it's from rap it's like rap music mm-hmm. like 90s um what's the name of the group I forgot um So Teji Yeah oh. I I was um, watching DKDK's like um thing on you know the yeah. history of K-pop yeah. Stuff like that. And I'm just like, no wonder I can like, you know, relate to it because um I think if anybody like comes from where I come from, I think if they just give like K pop a chance, they can they can go through the same thing I went right. through where it's just like, oh yo, that's uh so and so and you know, little stuff. And I don't think they're um I don't want anybody to misconstrue like I feel like k-pop has taken it you know yeah. in a negative term i'm thinking that you know they're paying homage they respect it um i actually think that they respect it more than people in america do mm. you know what i mean i think there's a, a class there a, a certain taste there that um you know they set the bar high um really high that i don't think we're doing in america anymore you know like i said we have the 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 one-offs you know like the neo the chris browns yeah. the bruno mars the Rihanna, the Beyonce's, you know, we still have those type of people doing it, but for the majority of us in America, we're not doing that still. Mm-hmm. And I feel like everybody in K-pop, like that's where the standard is, you know? Right. And and so you said like, you don't want to make it seem like they're taking, um, but a lot of people do feel like they're taking. Um, right. And so the recent example is with like Stray Kids, Bang Chan had a lot of, um, got a lot of uh, flack because he and his like side effects i think it was side effects yeah or yeah it was the side effects come back he was wearing like cornrows um or mm-hmm. you know Taeyong from nct was wearing cornrows or you know right. uh you know icon a lot of yg artists you know, lisa mm-hmm. you know she's gotten flack for you know the braids mm-hmm. that she had and killed this love like does that ever bother you well i mean there's levels mm-hmm. right um not everything in this world is black and white. Right. I think there are certain things that you just have to get over, you know. Um, you know, th- this you know, you're always gonna step on somebody's toes. Um, you know, and, and nobody is a hundred percent about their culture and only their culture mm-hmm. or anything like that. So for example, right, you have Wu Tang clan. Uh, I you know, I grew up in the head, I don't know remember anybody um you know, I don't think that's in our culture, right? But Wu Tang Clan was like, you know what? You know, I like this Asian thing, RZA. You know, yeah. it's like I like Asian. I love kung fu movies. You know, I'm very inspired. I feel mm. there's a passion there. You know, it makes me get up and want to make beats. It makes me get up and want to make movies. Like the Asian culture does that for me. So 
is he taking, you know, I feel like, is he, is he taking the Asian culture in a negative way yeah. or is he actually, you know, paying homage? Um, is it inspiring him in a positive way? Mm-hmm. You know, that's the kind of things that I look at. And, um, yeah, I can see if, if somebody, you know, like I said about the levels thing, you know, I feel like what Wu-Tang did is like, you know, it's a little bit, you know, on a scale of one to 10, it was probably for me anyway, like a two okay. or a three, you know, somebody else's culture. Right. And you made this whole movement behind it. Um, you know, some people could get offended from Wu-Tang Clan for doing that. You know, it's not their culture. Why Why are you having all this woo-ha and all right. this stuff in your song? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So for black people to, uh, I don't know if, uh, you know, I, I don't think anybody, uh, it's for black people. It's just like you have to realize that the black culture is, in 2019, is the most popular culture yeah. in the world Mm -hmm. so when you are the most popular in the world it's especially in music music is now actually pop um hip-hop is the most listened to music genre today right Mm -hmm. so when you are the most popular guess what people want to copy you people want to be you people want to experience that lifestyle you know so you can't be the most popular and say oh nobody can have any of our culture i think um that's why i like america you know i feel like there's so many cultures around that we all take, like, you know, if you ask anybody in Cali, what's your favorite food? They're going to say Mexican food. I don't care yeah. if you're white, Asian, black, you know, it's just because you're in Cali, you're right next to Mexico. Yeah. And uh, there's a lot of uh, people who come over from Mexico mm-hmm. and their culture is so in SoCal anyway. I don't know about NorCal, but SoCal it's just that's that's what your favorite food yeah. is going to be. I'm yeah. sorry. You know what I'm saying? So we can share the culture. There's levels. If it's at a one, two or three, you're good. You know, if you do something like, you know, what you know, Kim Kardashian did and, and renamed the whole, you know, with the whole Komodo, uh, Komodo you know, dress wear and, and it's not has nothing to do with yeah. that. And it's just your name in Komodo yeah. or. Yeah, you know, that's something, that's a level eight, nine, ten, you know, you're taking somebody's culture and, and, you know, it's blasphemy at that point. But when you're inspired and it's positive, I I think, I think it's, it's cool. So you said black culture is the most popular in the world. Do you have like, you know, being with having a background in music, um, why do you think that is, sorry, it's like not even K-pop, but I'm just curious. Why do you think black culture is the most popular? There's so many different reasons. There's so many things. Yeah, out. No, that's a loaded question. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a loaded question, but um, it's certain things I want to pick. But once you start picking, you know, people yeah, can say yeah. like, you know, oh, you're just, you know what I mean? Because I can even go on like something like comedy. Like when you listen to comedy jokes, you'll hear a joke in there and you'll just be like, oh, okay. Or if you hear... Uh, if you see it in... You see it, you see it in movies. You see it everywhere. Like if you just... If you know... If you know, you know, it's kind of uh, yeah, deal, right, you know? right. Yeah, it's like hard to pick. I don't want to just like pick single anything out because you know somebody right, mad, right, 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 totally. But, you know, yeah. Well, yeah, and, and I know that's let's like say that for another podcast. I would say uh, where we have we can <laughs> yeah. like, enumerate things, but okay. So back to uh, you know the songs that you react to. So you said uh-huh. it. You said it in one reaction video where you were like, uh, you know, you kind of like like it when groups or a song or a video has like you said like nasty swag or soul, but then there were certain songs like, um, it was like all night by Astro, but then in particular, it was like getting closer by 17 and then high, high by Luna where you started Mm -hmm. tearing up. Um, Mm -hmm. what do you think? Why? Like what makes you tear up or get chills in the song? Cause there, I just like didn't, I was like, Oh dang, he's like tearing up. Like, Whoa. It's really the production, right? It's, um, it's like when everything hits all at the same time, like, um, I think um, what K-pop, a lot of K-pop songs are really good at is like having a climax in the song. Yes. You know, yeah. mm. so, um, you know, in other types of music, yeah, there are climaxes, but I don't know why it just hits it different does. when it comes to K-pop. It's like what would happen would be like you would get like a crazy note. Like mm-hmm. um, you could tell like, mm-hmm. you know, something behind them singing that crazy note. And then at that same time, there's a beat switch up at yeah. that same time. You know, there's something in the music video that happens you know what i mean they have it's, they do it like a like a three-act system you know with like doing movies right oh. they introduce you the, the the song sounds a certain way and then you know there's a climax and then there's you know the ending the roll off and they do it just like that so every time when certain songs do that like little climax thing when everything hits at the same yeah. time you're just like Dang. wow that was so satisfying yes. um 
You know what I mean? It's like every time I want to listen to this song, I wait for that part. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, that's that's usually what it is. It's just like they just have good climaxes. Uh, you reacted to SF9's RPM. And during the video, there's a part where like one of the members and I rewatched this part in the video so many times where one of the members like hits the ground or like kind of falls, hits the ground as uh-huh. the beat is like dropping. And one thing yeah. J-pop does like and I wish that Western music did and, you mm-hmm. know, showed more was that they like hit every single offbeat and every beat and you're just like right like every downbeat you're like dang like i I hope they hit that and then you see and you're like yes like like, yeah exactly and that's what and that's you know that's more of like the whole uh editing you know the people behind the scenes who's like you know uh the director and 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 the concept artists and all that stuff, like all that stuff comes together. And like I said, when it came, you know, music videos out here, it's just always slow-mo. Mm-hmm. And I, I love slow-mo. Don't get me wrong. It's like my favorite type of content to watch. But um, anytime, like the little swoops and little staggers and the little effects that they do in, in K-pop. And, you know, like I said, him just, he just, he basically just fell to the floor and hit the floor. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, you know, ooh, but the way it came together yeah. and the way they did it, it, it even that much better you know what i'm saying it's like when you watch an action scene in the movie like the matrix or something like that you know when something happens it's just not you know they just don't punch right. like it's a certain effect to it you know what i mean so it's, it's it, that's what's cool about yeah it. what's really cool is when they like i think stray kids do it a lot with their videos where like the camera will shake with them as they're like moving right it's, he just did right. it with their recent um icy comeback where they're like at the beginning they're kind of like moving and then the song starts or whatever yeah. but um you did yeah. mention during itsy's dala dala where they have this little they have like a little bit of a rap break but it's really short mm-hmm. and you were like i wish in k-pop they had more of these like rap breaks because that's like the best part of the song mm-hmm. um why do you yeah. think that i mean stylistically with your background in music do you have an idea or why do you think they you know decide to i mean i guess it's just it's like pop they want to keep the pop part in it more mm-hmm. um but I, I agree with you in that like you know if if the beat the breakdown beat was longer that would be so much more satisfying than like a quick eight mm-hmm. bars and then going back to like the like upbeat tempo right I, you know and I, I don't actually blame them for that because they're not hip-hop artists you know what yeah. I mean? they're pop artists so mm-hmm. i get it you know i just say that because i'm just like dang you know that would be my preference but yeah. i'm only you know it's me my it's subjective mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. people probably don't even like the hip-hop part which is totally understandable you know if you're not really into that type of music but just for me because of my background i like that part you know um that's why i'm mostly always skewed towards like uh, the person with the most attitude in the yeah. group and the person with the most attitude in the group usually is the hip hop artist. You know right. what I'm saying? So that's why, you know, ARM is my bias and BTS, mm. you know. Okay. Um, for EXO, it's Dio because he has <laughs> my team more soul. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> dominant, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> dominant. Uh, he has the most soul in his voice. So that's usually why I speak to those type of artists or uh, idols. One thing, um, I think you did it in the Call Me Baby, like your first time ever reacting to EXO. Um, you talked about like the subtle, you always have been a proponent of like subtle movements um, yeah. in that video. It's like the uh-huh. way that the camera, I mean, the camera moves with them, but there, there's like a part where he's like, baby girl. And then he does a little, uh, uh, uh. Oh, oh. hold on. He's like, oh, now you can see now. Wait a minute. No, no I was about to look at each other. And I was like, no, nah, I'm just going to, no. Um, but no, the subtle movements, I appreciate when you're like, uh-huh. you guys know I'm always about subtle movements and you are. And like, those are certain things that like on that downbeat, you're like, yes, they hit that with like a subtle, like yeah. pop, which is amazing. But uh-huh. um, enough about K-pop. Let's talk about like, and your vision on K-pop. Let's talk about you um, in terms of your channel. So obviously okay. your channel is called Briss, Briss X Life or Briss Life. Um, and mm-hmm. Briss, I found out, um, stands for Best Revenge is Success. Yeah. Why did why when creating your channel was that the name that you wanted to choose? Um, so just a quick little quick little story. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to be uh, well. Yeah, I used to be a rapper. Might come back out. I don't know. We'll Ooh, see. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I used to be a rapper, um, and my rap name was Kid Seven, K I D D S E V N. And um, I had a mixtape. Um, I think it was what my second or third mixtape, and it was called Brist Life, right? Okay. And Brist Life it does stand for you know best revenge is success. Um, but when I was making my channel, um, I didn't really like. I was kind of done with rapping and I really felt like I grew out of the name Kid7 at that point in time. Um, so I just decided to make my actual nickname Briss, you know, um, but the channel name is Briss 
X life. Right. So it is. So when you say it, it's not, you know, brisk right, life right. or anything. It's just brisk, brisk life. life. The yeah. X is kind of like, you know, just putting it together. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, it's like, uh, if I was to explain it, it's like the best revenge is success. You know, um, the X is kind of like, you know, that's the, the lifestyle you live by, mm. you know? Um, so, uh, yeah. And it's, it sounds like, you know, revenge, you know, revenge, yeah. revenge. It's not a, ne- a negative thing. It's just saying basically, um, you know, if somebody is, you know, looking down on you, if somebody doesn't believe in you, um, you just got to know that you got to believe in yourself. You know what I mean? Um, if you have some kind of dream that you're trying to get to, there's the, the, the next person didn't see that dream. They didn't mm. have that dream. They didn't have that passion. So how do you expect that next person to think that, um, you know, that your dream is worth anything? You're not even, you know, trying to show results for it. You know, you got to sh- show results and then people start believing in you. And that's just human nature. You know, it's not a bad thing. It's just that that's how humans are. If you ask your mom or your dad or your brother, or your sister, and you say, uh, you say, I want to be a president or I want to be an astronaut, you know, or and it, you, I mean, your brother might say, get out of here. What are you talking about? You want to yeah. be the president. You know what I mean? Right. You better go to school and do this. You know, like nobody you don't believe. But let's say you get older, you go going to school for it. You become, you know, maybe a mayor mm-hmm. or something now oh, or you're you're elected to be or, or a nominee or something like that. Now people start believing yeah. in you because now you're showing results and that, you know, you're taking those steps to be a president. Right. So you got to show results, man. You can't be offended. And you can't let it discourage you. Um, and that's what basically what brisk is. Like the best revenge, if somebody doesn't believe in you, is to just believe in yourself and try to make those steps and, you know, become it and execute your dream. And by the time you get there, you know, all you can do is just smile and be like, look, I'm here. You know, that's the best. That's the best revenge. What was your goal when you started with this channel? Um, My goal. Well, before I even st- I just started YouTube like again for the music. Mm. Like it was just. I wanted to learn how to make music videos, how to make beats, how to EQ them and stuff like that. Um, So I was just making music like that. Um, And then after, I don't know what had happened. Um, What happened? Oh, so what happened was um, I I already started the channel. I was doing like uh, reactions and gaming Mm -hmm. and stuff, right? I went to like, you know, there's other YouTubers out there that I was just like, you know, I want to do that. You know what I mean? My spare time. And when I say spare time, I was just like, you know what? Because I, I had a great, a great, great job. Like, I love that job so uh-huh. much. We could talk about it. Okay, right yeah. Um, yeah, I had a I had a great job. Um, so I was just like, you know, let me just do this on the side. So I got like a little bit of following, you know, doing the gaming and stuff like that. Gaming and reactions. Um, so, but my main focus is on my job. So I worked for Samsung. Okay. I had like a few stores under my belt. So I was like, uh, I had like three or four stores and I would go to those stores. You know, I had employees under me. Um, I was, it was a lot of movement. Uh, it was like a, it was, it was kind of new. Mm-hmm. So you can move up really fast. And I was up already like three, four levels, like um, making good money, bonuses, uh, the works, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So I was just like, you know, YouTube is just a side thing for me. Um, but I loved it at the same time. So what happened was, um, I had lost my job. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, it was devastating. You know what, what I mean? Because it was somewhere where I actually liked to go to work. It was like um, you ever went to have like a. I know this sounds. I don't know this is a bad mm-hmm. analogy, but you know, you ever went to like a camp, or you ever went to like a. You just had a place to go other than your yeah. home, where it was just like it's fun to be here. The people are cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's it. The job isn't too tedious. Right. Um, and you're getting paid a lot of right. money. So it was like one of the things like, I, I have no problem waking up early in the morning to go to this job. You know, it was just like the perfect right. job. Um, so the whole thing happened with the, uh, note that was it the note seven or something like that, where they were catching on fire, oh. the sound, uh, yeah. the phones or yeah. whatever. So that directly impacted like what my job was basically. Right. So they closed out like in the east. They were they, they just closed down everything in the east. Like everybody got laid off in the east, and they were slowly doing it in the oh, west. No. Yeah. So eventually, it was my turn to get laid off, oh. and then it was just like devastating. I, I kind of knew it was coming, but I didn't. You know what I mean? It was kind of they were like, "Oh no, it's L.A. You guys have good right. business here. You know, it's not going to happen." But if you look at the look at them now, like the the footprint of like the stories, like a lot smaller. They're in less places now, so it's like one offs and stuff mm. like that. So what happened was close it out is um yeah i just started going i was like and right at the end you know i started getting like 
picking up, right? I was like maybe reaching around maybe a thousand subscribers at this okay. time. Um, but for me, a hundred subscribers was amazing to me. Like, you know, when I got there, it was just like, I think I was more excited for a hundred subscribers than I was for a thousand, wow. to be honest. Like, Why's that? Yeah. Yeah. That's how, that's how it was. So I was like reaching around a thousand subscribers or at a thousand when I lost my job. And I was just like, you know what? I'm about to go hard in this YouTube yeah. thing. So I bought a whole group of equipment, started going hard in the gaming, started putting out more videos consistently. And this is when I was doing uh, movie, movie reactions, movie reviews and stuff like that. Um, so you saw a future then, with it. Yeah, yeah. I saw, I, I, well, I had to, I was just like, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm not just about to, you know, like I could have been depressed and just sat there and be like, I'm not doing anything. So I just started going hard. Like me losing my job made me go harder on YouTube. Okay. Um, and then I had got like another job thing. I worked for like Sprint, um, which was pretty, it was a pretty good job too, but, um, it wasn't what the Samsung job was, you know what I mean? Um, so I just got to the point, I think when I reached like 10,000 subscribers on YouTube. Um, it just got to the point where I was just like, um, it went into work and I was like, I quit. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I walked in there. It was like this big meeting about like, you know, if you guys aren't doing this, right. And this and this, we got to start letting people go and this and this. And not to me, it was like a, you know, a mm. meeting, you know, with everybody in the store and they were like, you know, this and this, and you, you get write-ups and let's just turn it around team and da da da. And I just like, yeah, let me talk to you, man. I quit. Dang. And I just walked out. Was it premeditated or no? Out. No, nah, no, I knew I was quitting that day. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I knew I was qu- I went in my uniform and everything. And I knew I was quitting that day. And it was when I reached 10,000, like around 10,000 subscribers. I was like, I'm out. <laughs> wow. And yeah. then from there, it's just so been like I mean, a full time thing, right? Full time. That's it. Full time. Yeah. But I mean, it's scary though. Like, you know, but um, uh, I have smart people around me and, you know, I'm trying to get some business sense from them. And uh, anybody, I try to pick their brains and stuff. So, you know, you know, it's, we could talk about the whole nother thing, but, you know, diversifying your money and, you know, uh, you know, just trying different avenues and being an entrepreneur stuff, all those kind of talks I did. But, you know, but yeah, it was it was pretty scary, though. But I, I was just like, I'm not, I can't do I can't do this. So so like how. So I imagine like, and I always ask like, you know, you guys are people that like start things that like it pretty much is based on like you regulating yourself um, and what, you know, how much time, you know, I guess being disciplined, how hard was that to do when you started out? Or was it kind of like something that's like clicked and like now is it like a routine? Mm-hmm. Like I remember you texted me or like not remember I, yesterday you were like, oh, like, sorry, I wasn't by uh, my phone. Like I was doing stuff like are filming all day. Right. Like that kind of, it's mm-hmm. like. It's, it's so interesting to me when, you know, and it's honestly impressive when people can be self-disciplined, you know, was that something that was hard for yeah. you to learn? Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's, it wasn't because I always like, even since I was a kid, I was just like, I don't want to work for anybody. Mm-hmm. Like my dreams is always like, I'm saying, when I say young, I'm saying young, like, uh, maybe like, you know, five, six, seven uh-huh. years old. I was like, I just want to do something entertaining, entertainment, mm-hmm. you know, um, uh, I used to like, um, like, I don't know, like I would just, my mom would always say like, you know, you know, I would like, she used to call me, they used to call me like GQ back in the day. Cause I would always want to like dress up, <laughs> dance, model. Um, even when I got older, like a teenager, I went to like some modeling stuff, modeling gigs and stuff. And like, I always wanted to be entertainment. I never wanted to like go clock in somewhere. Like I just never wanted that for myself since I was a kid and I didn't know it. You know yeah. what I mean? So, um, yeah. And as far as like discipline, uh, it was just hunger yeah. you know what i mean when you when you're when you're um either when you're having fun or you're doing it out of necessity because you need to pay your bills or uh, whatever the pat the the it was there you know what i mean i was i was hungry i was hungry for you know getting to that go, those milestones i was hungry for paying my bills i was hungry for um because i had a passion for it i actually liked it i liked sharing my experiences with people um i was always a kid <clears throat> i was always a kid that grew you know didn't stay in one place for a long time Mm -hmm. so i yes i'm from compton but you know i'm also from pasadena i'm also from carson i'm also you know i grew a lot of my childhood was like you know three to five years in these places you know so um i always never had like long-term friends and if i do have long-term friends they've been with me since a long time ago i was like really really you know people grow up with their friends like i didn't grow up with my friends it's always been long distance so um youtube is like the perfect place to actually 
Um, if you have any kind of like, hey, I like doing this, you know, and then you can just share that with people and then you get more friends because you're sharing that on YouTube. That was kind of it was all of that in one, you know. So Does it ever get lonely? Yeah. Yeah. Um, specifically, like like let's say like when I like when I quit my job, heck yeah, it's super lonely because now <clears throat> when you think about it, you're an adult, right? A grown man and doesn't have a nine to five yeah. job and all your friends are at work. Right, right. <laughs> You know, so yeah, it gets lonely from time to time. So um, I luckily now I've been in it long enough to where I have YouTube friends. Um, mm-hmm. Even though we're far, you know, I can, you know, it's not like a, I don't know what the word is, but yeah, basically it gets lonely. It gets lonely sometimes, but you know. You do. Yeah. Well, well, so, so how, what's your schedule like? Do you wake up at like 9am? Do you treat it like a nine to five or is it like, do you treat it like an all day? day like intervals kind of thing you kind of have to right you gotta you have to treat treat it like a nine to five because um well it depends it depends uh let's say when i was like i'm about to reach like like six hundred thousand right now right i say it was more of a job when i was like at a hundred thousand hundred fifty really 200 yeah it was more of a job then for me because at back then you know it was um, I was, you know, you have to grind. Like you don't have any job. You just started yeah. this. And mind you, from ten thousand to a hundred thousand, it was really fast. Like I think I got to like from ten thousand to a hundred thousand. I think I did that in like I, I want to say like maybe a month wow. or two. Like yeah, so it wasn't even a far time. So that's why it was more of a nine to five. I was like, wake up, put out three videos from this time to this time, editing. You know, it was it was a job. So it wasn't like I know it seems like it's a far distance, but usually once you get past a thousand subscribers and you're consistent, like it'll just snowball. So it was really fast. It wasn't until like uh after two hundred thousand, three hundred thousand where I was just like, Okay, I could do two videos. Okay, I could do one <laughs> video. You know what? I'm not gonna post today. And you know, that's when I can you can start slacking off, which is you know, you don't wanna do too much slacking, but that's when it got a little bit more better for me or easier for me. But yeah, when now when I was around a hundred thousand, like it was a job for me. I was just like, I'm waking up. I have to put these videos out. Even when I, before that, when I lost my Samsung job and I was working mm. at Sprint, like I would, well, I wouldn't go to bed until 5 a.m. Mm. Um, because I was editing, my computer was so uh. slow and I had to edit three videos. So every video I used to have to render, I'll go to bed at five, five 30, wake up at, uh, 745 oh so i can gosh. get to work at like nine Whoa. yeah and i would do that every that was like every day five days <sighs> a week um three videos and i would i would get no sleep because uh, you know i have to have a life yeah. too and i would just work at starting at like 11 or midnight if i went out that day if i didn't then i'll get the work done earlier i'll go to bed at like 3 a.m or something but yeah i used to <laughs> bust out them videos and then go straight to work so it was a lot of hard work effort, but I was hungry. I was just like, no, I want to do YouTube. I want to do YouTube. Mm-hmm. And that's the kind of stuff I had to do. Wow. So does that ever, I mean, just what I've noticed with myself, I definitely haven't been going as hard or for as long as you, but I just noticed mm-hmm. sometimes like with myself, like sometimes not the hunger wanes, but it kind of wanes like just a little bit. Like you go through like yeah. ebbs and flows where like, you're super like, let me do everything. And then there's times when you're like, mm, mm-hmm. let me, yeah, I'm a, you know, yeah. does it ever wane for you? Oh, of course. Of course it does. But, you know, that's when when it starts doing that, that's when. um, Well, it depends. Right. Like if you're working on a project, like are you feeling like that during a project or is this like in between projects? It's more of like it's more it's like in between uh, projects, I would say. Like, for example, like you you were uh, a guest at, you know, BTS Army Con. And Mm -hmm. that was something I was working on for a very long time. But or not mm-hmm. a very it was like months i guess like some months we were working That's on it yeah i guess <laughs> um, but we were working on that and um and when that came like once once that ended honestly when i tell you the month of july i've been like mm-hmm. i i mean i've been doing my podcast i have like I guess it's like it was kind of like a catch up month. Like I started catching up with like stuff that I'd missed the last like three months. And honestly, uh, like I right. binge watched like I talked about this. I've been on like the past podcast. <laughs> I binge watched like Stranger Things, binge watched Euphoria, uh-huh. like the Icon Survival Show, Stray uh-huh. Kids Survival Show. Hey, have you seen the boys? The boys, their survival. Yeah. They have a survival show. No, it's called The Boys. It's on Amazon oh, Prime. Oh. It's an amazing <laughs> Really? Amazing. Oh, no. Yeah, like it's like up there with Stranger Things. It's like one of them shows. Like it's, it's everybody's watching that right now. The but boys. go ahead. Sorry. Okay. I, no, I thought you were talking about the K-pop. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, 
<laughs> no, no, no. Oh. No, it's a, it's a, it's a oh, series. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, okay, yeah, I gotta watch. See, I gotta, I'm probably gonna start watching. Like, it's just, the month of July, mm-hmm. like, passed me by. And I, like, I was at different concerts and things like that and was doing, doing things, but, like, was it I haven't been like creating anything and so now I'm kind of like all right Emily what what are we doing so so why do you why do you feel you weren't creating was it like were you um were you just like not motivated Uh, I want to know like the reason like this is my podcast like like for example Uh, right if you can like somebody it it can be more than one reason but one of the reasons for me would be like i don't feel like editing Um, you know what i mean so like was there something or you you can't really you just don't know it just you just uh well i hate editing so um you know i there was certain i didn't there was nothing i really had to like edit or anything like that it was more Mm -hmm. of like i think it was a it was a mix of confusion where it was like um you know okay i just did this army con thing um you know, the Dodgers job was like the only I used to. Sorry. That's by the way. That was oh. amazing. If you missed out, if whoever's listening, if she ever does another <laughs> one, you need to go to that one. That thing was so oh, dope. Thank you. But, thank you. Thank you for coming. Sure. Um, you provided some yeah. great insight, you and Chiping. But um, but I think it was like I did that and that was done. And then there was like a mix of it was a mix of it was kind of like confusion. It was like I'm, I'm gonna be honest right now, like, and I kind of mentioned this in the past podcast, but <clears throat> Uh-huh. Um, because like I was fortunate enough around this time last year, I started working for choice music and mm-hmm. I was in like BTS world prior to that. And they like opened my eyes to everything else. And I'm uh-huh. so like thankful. So, so, mm-hmm. so, so thankful that I was able to do that, but right. And, and seriously, shout out to choice. And, and they took me on when they knew I didn't know anything. And so, um, but because of that, like I started the allure of what BTS or what army was and what BTS was started to lose. It's like, mm-hmm. uh, I guess, I guess shine in my opinion. And so once I did the mm-hmm. army con thing, I was kind of like, I feel to be honest, I felt like kind of tapped out and, um, but mm-hmm. I knew, I guess it's not, it has nothing to do with any of this, but like, I just, I'm like, okay, I'm into K-pop. I know I'm not like a YouTuber. I don't have enough of a, like, I don't have enough. I, I don't, not that I don't want to do it, but I just, I'm, I'm not, I know I'm not that. Um, uh-huh. and, but at the same time, it's like, well, and one of the things I would love to do, and this is a question I want to ask you, cause you just started doing this a little bit, but I would love to be able mm-hmm. to like, you know, interview these groups when they come in whether it's at dodger stadium whether it's with iHeartRadio, radio whatever it is whatever yeah. medium it is i mean you did ntc right sorry did you do nct uh, yeah so i did nct um yeah. and i would love for more groups to come but you know it's kind of that's like a that's a more complicated situation that i thought just getting these groups to come mm-hmm. but um but essentially yeah. like it would just i mean yeah you already know like it's working with them yeah i know it's a lot of red tape guys <laughs> yes. just know that yeah there's a lot it's it's yeah so it's it's kind of like a confusing thing, and so like now I'm I plan on going to Korea for like three months come January, and I know I'm going to k- take classes there. But there are certain people that I like look up, where that I've sort of tried to like just not emulate, but just sort of like a look up to. Mm-hmm. Obviously, when I see you guys, I'm like, wow! So that's another avenue to you know be able to do this through mm-hmm. YouTube. But also there's, right. um, you know, there's people like Eric Nam. Um, he's like a host, um, mm-hmm. and he's actually from Atlanta. So I like look. I'm like, oh, he's from Atlanta. I'm from Atlanta. Okay. Um, and he, you know, went to Korea, didn't really know anything, and that, you know, he was a host on Arirang. He was a host on different like shows, and like he kind of got immersed right. into it. So there, there's just a lot of different directions that I can go, and I'm kind of like, there's, what do yeah, I do? One direction. Yeah, it, it's, it was a weird month where I was like, I don't know what I want to do. But, but, but. Speaking of interviewing artists, um, you interviewed ATs, and I appreciated yeah. when you said that they are that rookie group. Um, I like, you know, they really are. Like, they better be yeah. winning like all the rookie awards. You know what I mean? They they have to. Like, I just don't understand how a group can come out like that. Um, I understand, you know, for girl groups, um, not trying to put like male and girl groups together, but like just from what I've seen in the short time I've been in K-pop, like when girl groups debut, it's like a huge thing in K-pop. Like everybody loves new girl mm-hmm. groups, but it's not the same thing for male gr- uh, boy groups because it's just like, I think the dedication is deeper there. You know what I mean? When when boy groups, you, I mean, the dedication to the older uh, K-pop groups are there, so they just stick with that. Where I think with girl groups, it's like they're always ready for a new girl group. It's crazy. Yeah, and and it's crazy that they they haven't even been around. They just like passed their like half year mark, I would say. 
or a couple mm-hmm. of months ago, and they already have three albums yeah. out. Um, they sold out their tour. They're going to both K-Cons. Um, but you got to interview them. And that was that your first time getting to interview um, an act? Yeah. What was, when you found out you were going to do that, like, how hype were you? Oh, man. Just, like, you know, it was, like, one of those things where it's, like, do I, I, I mean, I called all of my friends, like, who aren't in yeah. K-pop, which is yeah. weird. Because they're, like, oh, okay, good for you. You know what I mean? I but it was, it was a yeah. weird, yeah, you know what I mean? It was, like, so weird because I was super excited. Uh, you know, I was feeling lighter than air. Mm. I was, I was at the same time, nervous, butterflies and stuff like that. Like, dang, can I do this? There's pressure. But it's the one thing about YouTube, which a lot of people don't know is, you know, um, there's not a lot, especially in K-pop, there's not a lot of people you can talk to about yeah. it. You know what I mean? Because um, I couldn't talk to other YouTubers where I do have YouTuber friends because it was like one of the things like, hey, can you not say anything until it's official? So I really can't do that. And then, um, you know, you can't talk to your actual friends who like you grew up with because they don't know, they don't know who you're talking about. You know what I mean? So I did call my mom, even though she knows nothing. She was super <laughs> excited for me. And that's like the only person I could talk to. Uh, but she was super excited for me. And um, I was super excited. It was so it was so dope. Like it was just so many things going through my head, racing through my head. Um, I was on Google like, hey, how do you? <laughs> I was on Google how to interview. Artists. Oh, what? <laughs> Wait, really? Yeah, I was, how, to, how to how to conduct an oh. interview. I was doing all those searches and those variations, YouTube, um, all kind of stuff like that, man. And, and just and YouTube is like my go-to. Like, if I don't know how to fix my car, I'm not taking it to a mechanic. Let me go to YouTube first and see if there's a cheaper way to do it, a DIY. It was just, and that's how I took the interview. I was just like, you know what? Let me just look at other interviews they did i was watching other bts mm. interviews and stuff like that i was watching other idol interviews and then i just kind of like you know what i'm gonna just go in there and try to be myself take these little notes that i've got and did the interview man and i was super excited how it came out for my first try shout out to format therapy because yeah. uh he was there doing some translation he brought some equipment with him and stuff like that um and uh, ruby and yeah. desi um were also there you know supporting and helping out too so I was just, uh, it was dope that I had that support there. And, um, you know, <laughs> for my first interview, I was, I was very happy. Yeah. And, um, I like to thank God because that was, it was very nerve wracking. That was really cool. And I, I just realized, I was like, I saw you there too. I like you, <laughs> you guys are like walking. Wait, 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 hold on. You know, you got it. What, what? you, Ellie, what's going on, man? You follow me around? No, I you see me there too. Like this is the first guys, this is the first time I'm hearing of this. No, like listen, I low key like okay. I, no, I'm realizing now there's another time I okay, just two more times. Oh. So there's <laughs> dude, okay, this is what happened. Like I was standing in line. Uh-huh. I bought the AT mm-hmm. ticket like two hours before the concert, and I was just waiting for that ticket mm-hmm. price to go down. And I was standing in line for GA and y'all were like walking down the line, like filming, like um, like uh you know getting crowd oh. and so i saw you there and then the time it has B, it's bb maze related you were at so i don't know if you remember this this is back in february um mm-hmm. and audiences unlimited like put out this thing like there's a there are three international acts coming to uh la they're performing for this bbc variety show mm-hmm. um you know you get on the list oh and, yeah i hated that oh one my god let me tell you like the, the Go, well, you were, I saw I like I remember like there's just a bunch of people and I was like oh there's Brits like he was I saw you like walking yeah. again that just shows you like that audience is a limited thing like they for the people that got mm-hmm. let in um for one it was a which I wasn't one <laughs> well don't be mad because uh you didn't really miss out on anything it was a not that it was a bad experience but it was like it was a they mm-hmm. totally misled people so they knew they were tr- targeting k-pop fans making it seem like it was like mm-hmm. a k-pop group of some sort coming through um it was a persian new year special and we were oh. there for five hours and w- yes what? yes and weren't allowed to use wow. phones weren't allowed to really sit down and then when we were leaving mm-hmm. since they knew they kind of duped us um they were like mm-hmm. okay because you guys were the ones that like came in and you had to stay for these five hours you didn't leave like you right. will be guaranteed anything you want at bbmas and tell me why i still mm-hmm. had to fight for that freaking pit and i was like no i'm done yeah it was like <laughs> it was it made no sense i remember i got an email because i came i got there like on time which is late you know what i'm saying like if you want to get there and get some you gotta, be there, seats, you gotta be there early yeah. then the call 
time. You know what I'm saying? But I got there on time, which is late. So I didn't get let in. I guess they picked who they wanted to pick and everybody who was already in there. Um, so that was like, I didn't even know that was, that was, that was a whole, it was, it was, it wasn't even no. about K-pop, but yeah, they were. No. Yeah. It was, it was like 60 people and they were like, oh, the 60 people are going to get in. And then they were like, oh no, we're going to pick seven. And I was like, what, what the heck is going, anyway. It was so, yeah. It yeah was shout so out weird. to, shout out to, yeah. Shout out to XLS who was like trying to make sure yeah. everyone was good. Yeah. But, um, so, yeah. okay. Back to, you know, the stuff that you've gotten to do. So in addition to, you know, interviewing ATs, so you were featured on, um, I think it was the, I don't remember which mama it was, but one of the mama, uh, like mm-hmm. it was like a it was like a shout out sort of thing, um, yeah. and then yeah. you also have been featured on Korean news before. How how cool was that? Mm-hmm. Like being for one, I'm sure Mama like reached out or Mnet reached out to you, um, and you uh-huh. know how cool was that being featured on there? And it, it was BTS related, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah. So and and that's the thing. Like it's it's um. It's a toss. Like, all right. So the news thing is cool because, like, you know, more traditional people mm-hmm. can understand. That, you know what I mean? So if I tell them, like, oh, I'm interviewing ATs, like people who don't know about K-pop, right. we're talking about. I'm like, oh, I'm interviewing ATs. I'm super excited. They're like, oh, okay, good for you. You know what I mean? But like, when I'm on like a Korean news thing, they they get more excited right. for that. Like, oh, you're on the news. Uh-huh. Did you see you're on the news? I'm like, yeah, I, mean, I was on the news, but it, like, I was actually with the idol. Yeah. You weren't excited about that. It's like, so weird, but you know, traditional right. media, they're more excited. Um, like I remember with the whole thing, even with the BTS con, mm. Army con, I was like, yeah, I'm doing that on the panel. They were like, oh, that's cool. I'm happy for you. That's dope that you get to be on the panel and do this and that. But then when it was on the news, <laughs> oh, it was like, oh, wait, isn't that the thing you're talking about? And it's like, gave it more oh. validation. It's like, so crazy. Yeah, like the the news thing is like what made everybody excited really? for you. That's crazy. interesting. And so uh-huh. then for Mama, when you yeah. told people, like, were they like, what? No, well, that is different because, you know, that's like right. an award show. So, you know, you just you just say, you know, it's like the, you know, it's like our yeah. award show, you know, like, like a, a BET Awards or something like, you know, something like that. But for them, they're just like, oh, that's right. so dope. Now, for me, though, the fact that, you know, uh, for those who don't know, BTS is like my yeah. ultimate K-pop group. It's why I even gave it a chance. Mm-hmm. It's, it's mm-hmm. all of that. You know what I mean? It's everything. So the fact that uh, BTS uh, was in, like, the award show and they were looking at a screen with my face on it um you know present, presenting them an award is is crazy like that has to be my highlight of the year like you know that and of course ATs but that was that was like ATs and like I'm they're up there but you know actually getting to meet the idols and stuff like that is 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 yeah. amazing cuz I've never done that before but to actually kind of you know, you know, be in the same yeah. room with your with your your hero. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or heroes is is an, it's so crazy. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Um, I you know, I mean, you you've gotten recognized uh, and shouted out by like Bam Bam of God Seven. I saw that. I was like, Yo, what the heck? <laughs> yeah, it's that was that was that crazy. Was that was. <laughs> what? He subscribed? What? I was like, oh my gosh, you're getting out of hand. You guys are Uh-oh. crazy. And shout out to the bridge thing, man. Like it's it none of this stuff would be ever, you know, even happen if it wasn't if it wasn't right. for them. That's why I tell them like they're the most, they're the most yeah. lit. You know, there's there's been people who's been doing this a lot longer than me, um, who knows about K-pop. You know, they're more knowledgeable about K-pop than me. And I never wanted to be that person who was the most knowledgeable. And I know this and I've been here mm. the longest. And, you know, I've never wanted to be that person. I always just wanted to be the person who, um, you know, one is, is about fun and positivity and just having fun, being excited. And, um, you know, and just that awareness, um, you know, for, you know, just for black mm. people. In general, we're like the most closed-minded culture, okay. I think. Um, not the most. Actually, let me take that back because there's some cultures where it's like mm-hmm. really closed-minded. But um, and when I mean closed-minded, I'm just saying the fact of like there are different things out there. It's not just hip hop. It's not just R and B. It's not just about your masculinity. It's mm-hmm. not about you know those kind type of things. You know what I mean? Like there, you can experience things outside of that little cocoon that we were pressured to be in while growing up. You know what I mean? And it, it's okay to think a man is mm-hmm. handsome and not feel a certain type of way about it, you know, about your sexuality. Like if you're straight, you're straight, you're gay, you're gay. I mean, you can acknowledge that and he, that's a handsome man. You can acknowledge that that's a beautiful mm-hmm. woman and you can go with your day. You know what I mean? And it's, I think that's what's holding um, a lot of black people from getting into K-pop is just like, they just see these, all these like 
you know, stigmas mm. that they grew up with. It's not the norm for them. You know what I mean? It's it's really hard to break that. So um, that's what happened with like with the whole black guy reacts thing. It's just like uh, my perspective. You know what I mean? It's it's um, I know a lot of people, you know, were like probably seen me and was just like, there's no way he likes yeah. K-pop because I know a lot of black people that look like him. And I know they don't like K-pop because of this reason, that reason and this reason. And I just want to break that stigma. Mm. You know what I mean? I just you still can be, you know what I mean? You still can even I just want I just want it to be normalized. I sure. want that's why I want I push for K-pop so hard because I want it to be out here yeah. normalized. You can listen to it. And I know a lot of people are like, I listen to K-pop. Like I didn't need you to listen to K-pop. And it's not for you. It was for those people. If you even go on my Twitter, you go on my my Snapchat, my Instagram, my DMs, it's just like it's cool that I, you know, I can watch those type of video, K-pop videos with you because nobody around me, you know, yeah. accepts K-pop or likes K-pop for this and that reason. And I just, you make it cool. And, 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 and for them, I make it cool for them. So if they feel yeah. more comfortable, um, you know, that, then I did my job. So yeah, let's get into that. Oh, dang. We cut it off with a juicy part. I loved uh, the next 45 minutes of this interview. Um, the part two is coming out next Thursday, so stay tuned for it. I hope you guys enjoyed this part one, and we'll see you next week. Adios. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.